0: Hello, nice to see you. Likewise. Here, wait, let me just connect my headphones. Can
1: you hear me? Okay, cool. How are you? Yeah, good. How are you?
0: Great. (laughs) Beautiful day in Bali. Yeah, that's so nice.
1: Is it nice and warm?
0: it is nice and warm it's rainy season so it's a bit heavier and humid hot and humid
1: yeah but um yeah it's good and you yeah the sun is shining I just have the curtains closed because otherwise um, it's possibly too um blary um, right
0: yeah <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> um yeah cool how are you how's this going are you well yeah, super well.
0: Honestly, um, Bali has been such a blessing yeah. during COVID times. And um, yeah, especially focusing on my business and and it's my passion. So I'm just super grateful to be working in my passion. And um, yeah, it's just, I'm really fulfilled as well. It's just incredible, incredible work. Yeah. Yeah yeah and it's just amazing especially in a time when fertility has gone down so much um in the last like 50 years it's gone down like half our fertility has gone down so to to work with women to like help bring the the not the consensus but the general upbringing of fertility in the world it's like it's yeah it's really really fulfilling yeah yeah
1: amazing so,
0: yeah I'm really happy <laughs> cool.
1: well maybe um do you want to um say something about you like who you are and how you how your past was and how you came to Bali where you're now <laughs> yeah for sure so yeah my
0: name is Pauline Goosens I um and deemed a, a hormone cycle expert at this point. I've been studying about hormones for the last four years. And how I got to this point, um, I was on birth control for 10 years of my life. Um, but even before that, I was on the path of becoming a doctor. So I did the first four years of, of the medical route. I did organic chemistry, anatomy and physiology, biology. Um, and then once I got to my fifth year of of like the medical route I went to um, yeah a few classes in medical school and I was just we were only learning about what pharmaceutical drugs to give and I was like but why do they have diabetes why do they have like these diseases and these sicknesses and they weren't we were just learning about what pill to give and to me that wasn't natural obviously it's not natural but it wasn't it wasn't health for some reason before I thought like, oh wow, like doctors, they are my dream was always to become the healthiest version of myself and to. So like, why not be a doctor? That's like, you know, that's but then it 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 dawned upon me even during the the studies and even the doctors that I did know, I was like, why are they drinking Coca-Cola every day? Why are, you know, aren't don't they know what health is? <laughs> Does yeah. It doesn't make sense. Um So it just kind of these realizations started coming to me of of, because it it just seems a little bit hypocritical to be a doctor and to tell other people how to live their lives or to tell people how to become healthier um, when they're not themselves being in a a person of yeah, yeah, like an, an icon of health. So once we were learning about what pharmaceutical drugs to give, I was just like, I'm out. I'm this is not health. This is, it's mm. literally just treating. keeping, uh yeah, it's, it's treating symptoms. It's just covering up symptoms so that, you know, they're just gone for now, but it's not treating the underlying root cause. Um, mm. so, and yeah, it wasn't worth my time, my energy, the amount of money, of debt of like stress to, to support the pharmace- pharmaceutical industries that, um, yeah, they are responsible for millions of deaths worldwide. And I didn't want to support that. Mm -hmm. Um, I do believe that modern medicine has done plenty of great things. And, you know, there could be an integrative approach of using natural and um, allopathic medicines. Yes. When, you know, you get in a crash and you break bones and yes, surgery is amazing and it saves lives. Um, But when it comes to chronic illnesses, it's to me, it's not, um, it's not the answer. There's nature. Nature provides everything. Yeah. So um, I left that. I went traveling. And by that point I was in Australia. And I was, I was living my dream life. I was working remotely and traveling around the world. And there was just still something inside me that just wasn't feeling good. I was just like, why am I sad? Why am I, I just don't feel good. Mm. Um, my boyfriend at the time told me like, well, maybe you should come off birth control. Yeah, you're right. Like I'm trying to do everything naturally. Um, and the only thing that's not natural about me is, is the fact that I'm on, on the pill. The reason I went on the pill in the first place was because, um, I had really bad cramps like for two weeks, uh, I had my period. And so I was just always in pain and I just, yeah, I remember I wasn't even able to go to work. Um, and yeah, and then it just got like the doctor told me at the beginning, like, well, you don't need a period. That's for old times' sake, you know. <laughs> and I was, just, <laughs> and I was like, oh well, I want to be okay. a doctor just like you, so I'm gonna listen to you. Um, and yeah, so then from from then on, I was like, yeah, everyone go on the pill, do the, you know, like doctors say that we don't need to have periods and things like that. It's it's the new, that's medicine. It's science and. Um, yeah. So finally I I did come off the pill and I went through a year of depression. I went through, I lost half my hair. I had no idea what was going on. I was super happy one day. And the next day I was just completely devastated. I was doing my favorite things. I was going to the botanical gardens, the museum with the person I love. And I would just cry uncontrollably, just completely sad. And I was like, why, why am I so sad? Um, and finally I had a friend tell me like you know Pauline we have these hormone cycles that uh, that you know our emotions change and all this stuff and our hunger and I was like what how did I take four years of anatomy and physiology and organic chemistry and biology and we never learned about how hormones actually affect us Mm -hmm. and so the student in me Came back out, and I was just, you know, researching so much, and it just truly became a passion and almost an obsession of just like, why do we feel like this? Why are we thinking like this? And, and um, now I know that birth control, it, when coming off, it raises your risk of depression by two hundred and twenty percent, especially if you had the the Mirena, the IUD. Um, if you also took it between the ages of fifteen and nineteen, that's like when it's your most um, susceptible to to depression. And it really suppresses all vital systems in your body because hormones affect your brain, your metabolism, your gut microbiome, your um, stress response system, your sexual reproductive system. Um, Yeah, it, it affects everything. So then when you're putting synthetic hormones inside of you, Um, Usually it's synthetic testosterone. they dub it under the name progestin to make it sound more feminine, but really it's just synthetic testosterone. So they're making us from like, you know, this monthly, this month-long hormone cycle in tune with the moon, this femininity into the 24-hour cycle that um, men have to make us go to work, do the nine to five and yes, follow our careers and whatnot. But I just don't think that's the correct route to change us from being empowered women to to these like suppressed men in a way. And that creates so many issues with our health. Um, So it stops us from uh, our brains from developing correctly. It stops our bones from strengthening. So many women will get osteoporosis after being on birth control. Um, Our muscles don't regenerate well. Our organs like our, ah, this is one of the worst ones. our stress response system completely disappears. So we have the HPA axis, which is the hypothalamic pituitary adrenal axis. So our hypothalamus will send a signal to our pituitary gland. So let's say we have a stress, an external stress factor. Um, It stresses us out. Our brain will tell like our adrenals basically like, hey, produce stress so that you can be in fight or flight mode. So that happens. But then after a while, you know, the, the stress calms down or the external stress calms down. And your adrenals naturally, they send the signal back up to your brain to tell it like, okay, stop producing stress. However, when you're on birth control, that stress signaling system disappears, it's gone. So all of that stress stays within our bodies and it stays within our liver, our organs and our brains. And it's just like inside our bodies. And then we are able to release that stress Um, as easily as when we were on or when we are naturally cycling so um, and then it completely cuts the ties between your brain and your ovaries as well your libido goes down there's no sex drive there's it literally makes you so unhealthy or too unhealthy to give birth so it definitely works as birth control but I believe that there's a way to um yeah to understand our cycles to really know what's going on and we we're only like fertile one day of the of the month like that ovulation phase is the moment the egg gets released and so why are we taking a pill every single day for something that just happens on one day and we can learn more about our bodies and empower ourselves to become really um yeah strong and wise women to understand why we think the way we do why we feel the way we do and um and follow our paths without pain because that's another thing it's PMS where a lot of women think we're, we're doomed and we're victims to these pains every single month. And um, we're not women. We're yeah. not born to feel in pain every month. So um, PMS is abnormal. They're just symptoms to tell you like, Hey, something's off. Your our hormones are imbalanced and um, you you need to do something like it's your body screaming at you to be like, yeah. Hey, I have acne, I have bloating, I have hair loss and anxiety and depression, like something needs to happen. So when you don't feel good, it's, it's a signal to your body or to your mind, like, hey, take care of me.
1: So would you so. say like um, PMS in taking the pill and not taking the pill? Like, do you think there's like a difference between um, the reactions to, you know, whether you're on it or not?
0: Right. So with the pill, you're constantly in the phase of PMS. So it puts you in the luteal phase or mimics the luteal phase. We have four different phases in a woman's cycle. We have menstruation. And then after menstruation, we have the follicular phase, which is when your follicles are maturing an egg. And then we have ovulation when the egg gets released, that's your fertile time. And then after that, between ovulation and your period again, is, are the two weeks called the luteal phase. So birth control, it puts you in this luteal phase. It makes you think you're pregnant. Um, So what that means is in the luteal phase, naturally, your stress levels are higher. You're more hungry. um, So you're more prone to like cravings. Um, You will gain weight during this time. We need to eat two to 300 more calories. Um, We, uh, we're more sensitive. We tend to be more irritable. Um, so all of these things so that's happen. in the time
1: from PMS,
0: that's the luteal phase. Yeah. yeah. And so PMS is premenstrual symptoms or premenstrual syndrome. Um, so with the pill, you're constantly in that phase. You just have a 24 hour cycle of that phase where you're constantly more stressed and hungrier. Mm. Um, however, again, like when you're, when you're not, on birth control and you're taking care of your body um, and your mind and you know your stress levels and things like that and your food that you eat then you don't feel this pms you don't Mm -hmm. get cramps you don't get bloating you don't have digestive issues and and
1: whatnot um so so how would you do that how yeah do you know in Um, which phase you are how could how could women find even out in which um Face there are <laughs> like you know, yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess like since sure. I'm also in this health system, I always found it like rather incredible how less people know about their bodies, and so I think it's sometimes even, um, yeah, where do you even start to, you know, like get to know your body better? Um, mm-hmm. I, yeah. g- I guess like I found actually, um, I found this app. Um, where you could put your period in and even if I'm pretty regular and I you know, I'm also not on birth control for decades now but like um, I found it really still handy like to you know just see the overview um, because it calculates. So I think that's definitely a helpful tool maybe people can use to even know where they are in their cycle even. or what, what what's your yeah. suggestion? like how did you um, start? going off the pill and then <laughs> changing your behaviors and yeah. uh, became aware of what you could do to yeah
0: yeah an app definitely helped me as well in the very beginning it was the um my hormonology or my hormone horoscope was the app that I used um, that really saved my life going through depression like this understanding yeah what happened it just told you like okay you're in this on this day, then you're going to like feel more like this and you're going to be less hungry or more hungry and, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. And then I just started, it got to a point where I was like, okay, like, I don't need to look at the app anymore. I, I understand. And, um, I was just doing a lot of research. So for me, it was understanding it. I call it hormone cycle awareness, just understanding where you are in your cycle and how that affects you. Like, um, for instance, remember I said like, oh, one day I was really happy and the next day. I was really sad when I was going through my depression, if I only knew that the day before I was ovulating, I was feeling so good and like super abundant and and, um, confident. And then the next day that estrogen just takes a dip for like two or three days. And then, you know, progesterone goes up and it's it's a sepating hormone. If I just knew that after ovulation, there's a dip in estrogen and estrogen is this like mood boosting you know, it's what makes it's, it makes us feel good after, um, you know, you get that energy after your period and then all the way up until ovulation, you have a lot of energy and you're extroverted and like more positive and things like that. So now I know like, oh, don't attach myself to those thoughts or like, you know, I just have a mood dip. It's okay. Just take time. It's going from like extroverted to introverted. And, um, just take that space and time and don't blame other people. Don't, um, you know, just realize that it's, it's okay. And it's just natural and to just observe and just to, yeah, again, like take time for myself during that moment,
1: Mm.
0: um, to realize that it's not somebody else's fault. The only thing we can control is the way we react. So, um, yeah, at the time I had no idea that one day I could feel really happy. And then the next day I could feel more sad, or there's just a a significant drop in in your mood. Of course, when you're fertile, like that is the moment that like our entire cycle is like based off of it's the vital sign that you're healthy is, is having this ovulation. You Mm -hmm. are healthy enough to have a baby. And, um, that's just the whole meaning of life. It's what plants do as well. They like bloom their flowers just so like they can become as beautiful as possible. And that's for women as well. Like we become as beautiful as possible. Our faces become more symmetrical. Our boobs become perkier, uh, We become more feminine. Our voices become more feminine just so we can be as attractive as possible to find a mate. And this all happens on a subconscious level. And so this is exactly what nature does too. What flowers do, what yeah, plants do and animals. And so we're, we're nature. And um, so how we can become, or we can understand our cycles definitely helps you become more imbalanced, uh, more in balance. And um, with that, we need to also realize that most research was done on men. So like 90%, 95% of research was done on men. They're easier to do research on. They have a 24 hour cycle. They can come in at three o'clock every day and test their hormones. And then, you know, that's they're good to go in three days. However, with women, it's like, okay, come at um, day 10 of your cycle. Okay. And then the next day, 10 of your cycle is a month later and then a month later. So it just takes a lot longer to do research on women and mm-hmm. um, more expensive and yeah, as well. So um, it's understandable that they only did research on men. However, it's not functional at all when we have half the population of the world are women. So Now there's a lot more research being done on women. We're realizing like, okay, we need different nutrients at different times in the cycle. One really obvious one is we're losing blood when we're menstruating. So what's in blood? It's iron. It's also magnesium and zinc. So we need to be eating iron, magnesium, and zinc when we're menstruating. Mm. Um, And then after that, when our our estrogen rises up into ovulation, we need more omega-3s. And then when we are ovulating, we need DIM, which is a compound found in like broccoli. Um, We need phytoestrogens. That way we can detox any excess estrogen because when we have too high of estrogen, um, that's also what can create PMS uh, Mm. symptoms. So our livers are what metabolizes our hormones and our liver needs to metabolize our hormones by the end of the cycle to to then get our period again. So a lot of the times, if you have too long of a cycle, for example, like more than 30 days, then it means you're producing too much estrogen and your your liver's in overdrive, trying to like uh, basically go through these hormones and metabolize them. So if we're, we need to help our livers, we need to help our organs through food, food as medicine and eating things like um, phytoestrogens, which are plant-based estrogens. This is another thing too. We always hear like, is soy good? Is it bad? Like, you know, does it add estrogen or take away? So it's different in men and women. In men, it adds estrogen, but in women it takes away estrogen, Um, except for the case of of menopausal women. For menopausal women, they go into this 24 hour cycle. They're no longer reproductive. um, So then it adds estrogen for them. so for women in their reproductive years, it takes away estrogen. And the good time to do that is during ovulation because it helps detox any excess estrogen. It basically takes the place of our nat- natural estrogen. And um, so our natural estrogen can't go into its receptors. So then that gets detoxed. Um, I wouldn't do that during menstruation, for example, because menstruation, that's when our hormones are the lowest. So I want my own natural estrogen to start picking up. and. Um, and yeah, producing itself versus blocking my receptors um, with a phytoestrogen. So then once we're in the luteal phase, we are, our hormones think we're pregnant, you know, our ov- during ovulation, our egg got released and it's crossing their fingers to, um, to hope, in hopes that we got pregnant, even though we're mentally or physically or, um, Emotionally not ready to have a baby yet. Like our hormones just really are trying to get pregnant every single month. That's the whole month long hormone cycle. And um, so, in that luteal phase that I talked about before, that's when our hormones really try and that progesterone rises. Progesterone is the uh, baby carrying or inducing um, hormone. It sedates us, it makes us more hungry because now we potentially have a baby. So we need two to 300 more calories and we need healthy fats and slow burning carbs. Um, so like sweet potatoes, pumpkins, um, avocado, olive oil, these are really good fats for um, our brains to function. So even if you ever feel like you have brain fog, for example, um, between ovulation and, and your period, you need to eat, like just have snacks, have like and make sure that these are, are are good snacks, you know, like nuts, these have the healthy fats. Um, we do not want to be depriving ourselves of calories of, of food when we're in the luteal phase. Um, otherwise, it puts on more stress onto your body, and then stress is going to affect all other hormones and bring things out of balance as well. So those are the, the nutritional, like, things you could do for each phase of your cycle to bring yourself more in balance and be more in tune with the moon about 28 29
1: days um yeah wow (laughs) yeah it's um i'm sorry there's like some noise in the background here now (laughs) i was like um yeah it's it's pretty amazing like how yeah this all so how do you think like why was the pill ever invented even and why people were taking it and you know like how um I guess like there's possibly also a specific fear of people going off it because it you know they they were told possibly for so long I mean I have met women that take the pill for um you know acne and just weird things like that when um just I guess to suppress some things, you know, and it's just, um, mm-hmm. I think also what I wanted to add before is like I th- what was absolutely mind-blowing to me. I, I read this book, but it was even about something completely different, but in this book it said something about, um, and, and I wonder what a massive impact that has even on relationships that pretty much, if you are on the pill, like your hormonal um you know um what are they call pherogens? like the, your body smell is different which means yeah, like it might be yeah pheromones yeah which might be like you're completely you're attracted to a person and i was like but what if you come off it you might not even be attracted to this person anymore because you literally don't have the same smell and it was like that was like wow you know i did not know that this was like a thing and and i wonder like how many people I even have suffered in their relationships through this you know of like pretty much yeah just um not taking it anymore and um yeah and, and that it has like created a lot of so so what do you think like um yeah how how could um or how did you do that like getting off the pill like how what what were your steps i mean did you do like kind of like a cold turkey and like just get off it or did you just yeah. um yeah um did you get some help or um how did you overcome maybe the fear of you know partly being addicted like what means addicted but being used to taking it Mm -hmm. for years and then out of a sudden like did you had some concerns or you know even fears of like oh my god now if i'm going to get off it i might just get pimples again and pms and whatnot you know even if this is obviously also partly in your mind and Yeah, Yeah,
0: I mean, um, I didn't know anything when I went off the pill. I wish I did. I wish I asked for help. I wish you know. But no, I was to just did it
1: intuitively (laughs) first. Yeah.
0: Yeah, my my boyfriend at the time told me like maybe you should come off um, come off birth control, and I'm so so grateful for him and for you know for instigating that decision. And um, I knew it was time. Since I was traveling a lot too, I was like changing pills and like you know I just. I just didn't know how to come off birth control. I didn't know it was a thing. Like it just wasn't known to like come off birth control, to take care of your liver, to like, you know, to take care of your gut and all this stuff. And um, a lot of the times too, a lot of people won't get their periods for a long time. I think it took me, um, I I think it took me a couple of months to get my period back. And um but yeah, I mean, now this is, this is what I teach. I teach, I help women come off birth control and not have to go through acne again. Not have, because like you said, a lot of women do go on birth control just to, yeah, you know, suppress their acne or um, whatever it may be. For me, it was cramps, for example.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: so I, it is a scary thing as well because you do know that hormones affect you in some way you don't really know how I mean I didn't really know how at the time but I did know that it does affect you and um yeah you just go cold turkey really you just stop you decide like okay I'm not going to take it you don't wean off like you know you would with coffee for example like okay I'm just going to take a little bit less and less you you just stop I recommend stopping on the full moon or on the new moon um, because then you're already in tune with the moon's cycles, with the Earth's natural cycles. This is what we're doing. We're bringing ourselves back to its natural state. And um, you really want to take care of your liver. Your liver is in overdrive when you're on birth control. It's it's constantly trying to, like, metabolize your hormones and these synthetic hormones. So your liver is super, super important to take care of when coming off birth control. Like um,
1: doing detox and- or...
0: Yeah, even just eating a lot of broccoli, for example, these cruciferous vegetables, um, broccoli, cauliflower, kale, mustard greens, uh, bok choy, um, cabbage, sauerkraut, like these are really good for your liver, even like bitter herbs, like parsley, coriander, thyme, oregano, all of these are rosemary. These are all really, really good for your liver. Be true as well. So you want to really make sure that you get a lot lot of these vegetables. And yeah, I mean, your, your gut is depleted. You aren't able to absorb as many nutrients when you're on birth control as well. So then it's all about like healing the gut and like making sure that you are absorbing um, nutrients. Well, again, birth control suppresses everything so that you're too unhealthy to give birth. So now we're, we're trying to bring back all this natural bacteria, the natural flora in your gut um, to help you take in all of these nutrients again. So um yeah, I went through a year of depression. I lost half my hair. And for me, I yeah, I just didn't know at the time. I didn't know what to do. Okay. And that's why it lasted so long. That's why I got so bad. Um but it also I can only be so grateful for what I went through because I am here where I am now.
1: Mm. And
0: if I hadn't gone through that, I wouldn't I wouldn't be where I am now and I wouldn't be I would have found this passion and this like, um, this love for, yeah, educating other women on how to understand their cycles, how to come off birth control so that they don't have to go through acne again and don't have to lose their hair and don't have to go through depression. Um, because it is a very big, scary step of just like, Oh my God, who am I going to be? And then even when like, yeah, your pheromones change. So at the time I was dating my boyfriend, I was on birth control. And then I went off birth control. And then he was, I I still love him so much. He's, we're still great friends. Like there was no, we broke up, um, maybe seven, eight months ago. And the reason was also because I, I was on birth control for 10 years. I never got to know like who I'm naturally attracted to. And, um, that's, and so I, yeah, your pheromones change. And I'm like, well, I realized that I really enjoyed him during my luteal phase and that's who your birth control makes you choose that luteal, you know, puts you in that luteal phase or it mimics the luteal phase. So it makes you choose someone who's very father figure like and stable and whatnot. And he was very much that. Um, so a lot of the times women do end up staying with their boyfriends because when coming off birth control, because it is like, they are a father figure. A lot of the times, okay, I'm going to come off birth control because I want to ha- start having kids. So already they're with that person who's a father figure. Um, then I just realized that every follicular phase, the part that I wasn't feeling, the ovulation and the follicular phases, I, w- I was a little bit irritated with him where I wasn't necessarily attracted to him. And I was like, why is that? It seems to be a pattern that every follicular and ovulation phase, I'm not, um, I'm not like wanting, He's, he wasn't my person. Um, so I just started realizing that. And so there was nothing personal against him. It was just like, oh, I just realized that, um, that smell or that, like, you know, that attraction wasn't there. Um, so I didn't want to necessarily be with someone that I only enjoyed half my cycle. I want to be with someone who I enjoy every phase of my cycle. (laughs) Um, (laughs) and he, he, he very much understood that too. I'm just like, okay, yeah. Like I understand. And I do want to have kids. And, um, but I was yeah, just very curious to see who I was naturally attracted to. So either that brings me back to him or somebody else, but, um, yeah, that's, it definitely does changes your, it does change your sense of smell and, um, we do have different attractions at different phases of our cycle. In the beginning of our cycle, we're wanting some more adventure and spontaneity and masculinity and like, um, yeah, that like that vibe. And then, you know, the extra, the one that's going to help you in the, your extroverted social phase. And then once you're in your introverted phase, you also want someone who's stable and um, makes you feel safe because you're now like your pre- your hormones think you're pregnant, so you want this father figure like so
1: so Um, what do you mean with father figure like someone that is a good father for your children or that reminds you to your own father
0: Mm, probably both Both, honestly yeah um yeah um definitely a father to your children you you know someone who makes you feel safe yeah there's there's a list of things that of needs in our lives and one of the first ones is to feel safe so do you feel safe with this person is it someone that you know when you're in times of trouble that person can like that masculine energy is going to make decisions of just
1: like okay this is what we're going to do for our family and keep you safe so that's so uh, what what are what are the um so what are the four phases and so maybe if you can go through the four phases and also um Mm -hmm. to maybe say a bit like or talk about what what you're doing what you're doing to support yourself or support other women um you know like what would be the solution on how you can support yourself as much as you want to share obviously um (laughs) because then i can also add your homepage and everything you do in there um Mm -hmm. you know notes and yeah but maybe you can share a bit so you get an idea of what it looks like or yeah, because you were sure. talking about before, um, you know, nutrition and movements and yoga. And mm-hmm. yeah, so if you want to share. That. Yeah,
0: so um, the four phases. Yeah, like I mentioned before, we have menstruation. You can think of it as your inner seasons as well. Um, so menstruation is your winter phase. You're, you know, it's cold. So you want to be like warming yourself up. So um, with like these nutrient dense foods. Um, you can, you can do cooked foods, most of your, of your cycle only during ovulation when like your immune system's the best and, or the highest and like all these things, that's a good time for your digestion to handle raw food. Um, but yeah, in the, win- in the winter, spring and, and autumn months or seasons, you would eat cooked foods. Um, it's just a lot better for women's digestion. And of course, everyone is going to be a little bit different, but just notice, and it's it's all about awareness. So this is just a general rule that, um, yeah, during the winter months, you want to be eating nutrient dense iron, magnesium, and zinc sources of food. So whether you're vegetarian, vegan, uh, you eat meat, like just make sure you're getting iron, magnesium, and zinc during your menstruation. And then you go into the spring, into the follicular phase. That's your spring. That's your um, the time when estrogen is rising—that's like your growth. It's your, um, it's, yeah, that time when like everything's starting to blossom. And so this is the gut healing phase. Um, it's also the time when your muscles regenerate and recover quicker. This is your, your muscle building phase. This is the time to like strengthen to grow. And so this is the time to go to the gym to do weights, um, to do cardio, to do higher intensity workouts. Um, And then, and to be social as well, your hormones want you to be social. So please your hormones by like going and meeting new people. And that also builds your immune system by exchanging like bacterias and like, you know, um, don't necessarily wear a mask, like help yourself (laughs) gain these, like build your immune system basically. I'm not saying like go make out with everyone, but just, you know, talk with people and, you know, touch people. Like it's so good to exchange. We are covered in bacteria, like millions and trillions of bacteria on our skin and our bodies. And so we want to be touching soil. We want to be getting dirty. And that's what builds our immune system. Um, And then we are ovulating. And during ovulation is your inner summer. So that is the time to shine. That's like when you are, yeah. Fertile. And that's the time to be like, okay, everyone look at me, your verbal skills are best. You're like everything's symmetrical. And, um, that's the time when you're less hungry as well. So the more you're fertile, the less hungry you get. Um, and this is the time to do a detox. For example, if you want to do a cleanse or a detox, this, the like end of your follicular end of your inner spring into the summer, that's the time to do a cleanse or detox because one, you're naturally less hungry. And two, um, that's your time of like when your digestion is working best and immune system and all this stuff. So, um, finally, and this is the time also when your, your joints are more susceptible to injury. So if you're doing yoga, for example, you don't want to be doing really strenuous poses on your knees or your shoulders because high estrogen makes your, um, joints swell. So we want to be doing really grounding, firm poses like plank or chair pose or where you hold a pose in a stagnant um, position for a while, like Mm -hmm. the strong pose. And um, then once we go into the luteal phase, your inner autumn. So your inner autumn, again, we go back to eating cooked foods. Um, Curries are really good. Like you want warming spices and healthy fats and sweet potatoes, things that are going to be slow burning carbs. Um, if you're going to eat a piece of cake, for example, or bread, that's going to spike your blood sugar levels and then give you a crash. And that throws your hormones off, um, your blood sugar levels and your stress are more like, um, let's say easily affected. Um, whereas when you're in ovulation, everything's on point, And so you can have a piece of cake. That's not going to affect your blood sugar levels as much whereas before your period, that's going to affect your blood sugar levels. So you want to be eating warm foods and slow burning carbs so that it gives you this like slow burning energy throughout the day. Mm -hmm. Um, Movement wise, you're in your flexible phase. So, and then again, your hormones think you're pregnant. So um, this is the time that we want to be doing things that de-stress us as much as possible. Um, so this is, yeah, yoga and like dance and really moving and getting into your body, into your joints and doing things that are less strenuous. Um, don't go do a high intensity workout. Don't go running. You know, you don't want to put yourself in fight or flight mode when your hormones think you're pregnant. Otherwise this adds more stress and it's going to do the opposite effect of what you think. You know, a lot of women will be like, I need to lose weight. I need to work out every single day, but that doesn't work. It, it. Puts your body in more stress, and it will throw all your other hormones out of balance. And then, when your body thinks it's stressed, it's going to go like hold on to fat because if you're trying to lose fat during this phase, your body's going to be like, "No, I'm pregnant. I'm going to hold on to this fat." And so, it does the opposite of what we, you know, learned, of course, um, from all the research done on men that they can do the same workout every single day, but it just doesn't work for women like this. So. We need to change our our workout routines, our, um, our yoga, our, um, nutrition throughout each phase of our cycle. Um, and even with yoga, what's so beautiful is that our hormone glands are the chakras. It's just that the Indians use the word chakra for energy center for thousands of years and Western medicine, we say hormone glands, but they are the same thing. They are one and Mm -hmm. the same. This is what I love. I created, um, I created ohm cycle yoga, ovulation menstruation cycle yoga, so that we can learn to balance our hormones throughout each phase. And we focus on a chakra or a hormone gland at each phase of our cycle. Um, so once we can bring, because we're not, we're everything is energy. We're not just physical bodies. And so we can also work on the energetic level through yoga, through spirituality, through, um, through meditation, breath work, and yoga and, uh, that really helps balance your hormones as well, because it's disease thrives in stagnation. So once we, and we need to move our body, when we're moving our body, we're creating more dopamine and dopamine is that feel good feeling that is, um, it's creating that motivation and motive. We get more motivation. more thriving more purpose for life when we move our bodies. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think, um, Yeah, the top two main things to to balance your hormones are going to be through nutrition and through stress management. And nutrition as well, one super important thing is to try to eat as organic as possible. Pesticides, they destroy the bacteria in the soil, they're gonna destroy the bacteria in your gut. Um, We We are natural beings, so whenever we use synthetic things, synthetic products, that's going to affect our hormones. Um, So Mm -hmm. try to be as natural as possible, eat natural, Um, you can get rid of the white diet, the dairy, flour, and and sugar. Um, those will help balance your hormones as soon as possible as well. And yeah, we're meant, we're meant to feel good. We're meant to be thriving and follow our passions and our purpose. And and this is what I love about balancing hormones is that once you balance your hormones, you're 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 thriving with energy and with your your life's purpose. Um, so this is what I teach. In in on, I do one on ones. I do group programs. I'm just about to finish my last session of my this group program um, on Wednesday, and then I'm starting another one. And it was yeah, just amazing to see women going from like a 68 day cycle to a 30 day cycle, or to really understand and love their their menstruation, and um, and it's all through through nutrition, through understanding your hormone cycle, your emotions, and um, stress
1: management. So what are, um, what, are you, what what are your tools? Can you share like a few tools? Um, how to uh, yeah um, yeah for the stress management? Um, <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, for sure. That's even nice. taking a few moments of breathing, just closing down your eyes, taking deep breaths in and out, even just three breaths like this like that already brings yourself into the parasympathetic nervous system, which is for rest and digest. Belly breathing, um, really consciously breathing with your belly that like massages your organs and it puts you, it massages your vagus nerve, which is the one that is going to put you into this parasympathetic nervous system for rest and digest. Um, Yoga really helps doing the things you love doing. Honestly, it doesn't need to be yoga. You don't need to do yoga to, to, Maybe go for a a walk peace and, Yeah. Go for a walk, days. go, go in nature, connect to nature. We are nature. And if we're disconnecting ourselves so much from nature, like through, yeah, our technology, our, you know, if you're just scrolling on Instagram, looking at photos of nature, yes, sure. It's beautiful, but actually immerse yourself in nature, like go mm-hmm. for a walk in nature um, and uh, yeah. Follow, follow your cycle, eat well, eat natural. These are the tools, honestly, it's just being in tune with, with your inner cycle. Um, stress management, yeah, it could be anything from, from yoga, from meditation to just closing down your eyes and just taking three deep breaths. That's super simple, just to calm down your mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and to realize that, yeah, we have over 6,000 thoughts a day and most of them are hormonal. So this is what's so great about understanding your hormone cycle where you are is because then you understand like, okay, that wasn't necessarily my true self, my true like being, but it was actually, it was my hormones. So you realize that your hormones are, are your ego. They are just trying to make you survive and reproduce. They have their own agenda, Mm. but then, you know, whenever you're thinking about sex or food, that's your hormones. Um, so you can really, uh, like understand
1: what, um, yeah, what is, what is (laughs) your
0: hormones and what is,
1: and so um, if you perfect. do like a one-on-one um, session, um, how does that look like? Like, are you doing an assessment of where people, where women are in their lives? Or um, mm-hmm. yeah, how does that look like? Maybe you can just say a few words. Yeah.
0: So um, for anyone interested in working with me, usually the first step is to book a discovery call. So you can go to balanceyourcycle.com and there you will, I have an ebook, a 13 page guide that tells you like all of these things of what foods to have at each phase, uh, what exercises are good for each phase, um, and like yoga, even like what chakra or what hormone gland to focus on for each phase. And then I also have another link to book a discovery call. So that we will spend about 30 minutes or so um, talking about what issues you're going through. Like, are you having acne? Are you wanting to get off birth control? Like, what are these things? What are the issues that you're going through? and then we talk about uh, how you want to feel, like what your goals are. And then we see if there's like, if I can help you, because I also want to be working with someone that I enjoy working with. So, um, you know, that to me, it's-, it's and Can I help you? Are, yeah, it's, it's open for both of us. And, um, and then I, I offer, I sh- share what my offers are. So it can either be a two hour session, Um, It can either be a one-on-one session. Usually it takes three months to balance your hormones. So if you're coming off birth control, it's good to work three months together. If you're wanting to try to get pregnant, um, I also work with women trying to get pregnant, boosting their fertility. Um, So it's usually three months. We we meet up once a week for about an hour, an hour and a half. And we go through, um, yeah, your lifestyle, how we can do simple little changes um, and then I also do group programs, and so if you like or enjoy this, like supportive sisterhood of um, understanding that you're not alone, and you know that we're all in this together, and that um, yeah, it's it's really beautiful seeing what a sisterhood brings. And so we have like a group chat, and we're meeting once a week, and um, and we do, and I go through. I have guest speakers come on. Nutritionists, Ayurveda uh, practitioners, Chinese medicine practitioners, um, inner child, sex coach like all of these things that help you really feel empowered and really um, have the tools to understand yourself better so that you can really give yourself um, the best because you deserve the best. So, yeah,
1: <laughs> nice.
0: nice. Yeah, yeah.
1: amazing. Well, that was a good finish uh, sentence, I think. <laughs> yeah. Of, um, yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you so much <laughs> for your time. Thank you, Lina. And, of course, um, thank you very much. Yeah, for um, sharing your insight. Um, yeah, I'm just going to stop the recording and then can chat still. Let me see how I'll chat. stop this.